everybody. Welcome to Saturday Night. Welcome to Saturday Night, I said. And tonight, thank you Mozart for playing for us. We feel very special. Tonight, we're going to be getting together for a little ride in the moonlight. And we're going to speak with somebody who has an extraordinary story to tell. And we're also going to dive into the extraordinary stories from the audience, too, because I have a thread that is related to our guest. And that's a thread on past lives, past life regression and, and reincarnation. I know that's going to be an instant non-starter for some people, but sit back and enjoy the show then, or, you know... I don't know. <laughs> That's what we're talking about tonight. So our guest, before I introduce our guest in the studio, is Mr. Bill Barnes, William C. Barnes. Bill, we're going to get his story from soup to nuts. He says that he is the reincarnated Thomas Andrews, the chief architect of the RMS Titanic, that of course met its demise in the year 1912. He remembers everything from the chaos, his death, where he was, what he was doing. I, I want to know. I, we're we're going to learn. We're going to learn. I want to know a lot of things. And I'm sure there's going to be more questions that I have that people in this room and in, this, in the uh, chat will have as it goes along. Now, if you're watching live, then by all means, you can send Super Chats to quitefranklysuperchat.com if you want to ask real-time questions. Um, or if you want to try to get some in there, or you can tag me on Discord. I, I, I'd, I, I'd feel bad if some people sent in super chats to ask a question to Bill and we didn't get around to it. So I don't know. I like to get some f instant feedback from the audience. Just be polite. That's all I say. I know that the, uh, Bill Barnes, when you come to a public sphere, a public arena, and you start talking about this kind of an experience that you that you claim to have had and he believes that he had it, then you have to imagine he has heard all types of skepticism. He's heard all types of criticism. And uh, people are, you can be as critical as you like. Just be polite is all I ask. And we are going off into the unknown tonight on a Saturday in New York. To my left, surprise. What is going on, Matt? Hello, Francis. How you been? Good. How are you? Good. We were just we just came back from the Minds uh, Festival of Ideas. We got to talk about that for a second. Indeed. And then across the way over there on the other side of the studio is Sherry. What's going on, cousin Sherry? Hi. What's going on? Welcome back. Thank you. I knew that you would do well on a reincarnation night. Yeah, I love it. I can't wait to hear. Have you ever had anybody read your or give you a past life? Uh, no. You know? Run I don't know what that, I don't even know what it's called. No. A rundown? I, I don't. Uh, oh, wait. Uh, you know what? I think Angela Nicastro, Matt, I think Angela Nicastro did something uh, about for me. I, I forget. That was years ago. Mm. The lady that came in and did my reading. And it was, it was, Did she confirm that you were in the... Well, she said that I came in and there was just this cloud of, of death. <laughs> oh, that's what she said. She's like, you, you saw a lot of people perish. And she's like, yeah, you're in a war. I said, oh, I'm John Bell Hood. Actually, yes, You've always you are. Okay. I look like him. John, is that because of the, the, the beard? 
The, yeah, the beard, the hair. Let me see here. John Bell, the beard and the hair. <laughs> John, okay. Actually, okay. No, no. It, there, there's something about this cheek structure, too. Oh, that's Let's not it. Hold on. It. Wait a second. Let me get it up. Um, there. So there's John Bell Hood. What? And okay, maybe a little. And there's Matt. Matt, you have to <laughs> turn the other way. Matt. Well, Matt in this life, Matt has a little bit of the Italian uh, 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 bump to his nose. He's got a super well, no, long that's face. That's from when I got hit with the uh, golf club. But this guy, this guy he has. He got hit with a frying pan. I don't know how long his face actually is. He just has a very regal beard. John C. B John C. Bell. His mustache looks like his cheeks. Yeah. So that is Matt. Wow. Matt, do you remember what you were thinking that day as you were sitting there? We're fucked. That's what you think? Yeah, yeah, I can <laughs> yeah. imagine. I was like, it's all going to crumble down soon. I could see it in eventually. his eyes. He's got like, like real concern behind his eyes. Well, he was, uh, he was there at... I know he was there at Gettysburg. He was there at um, the Battle of Atlanta, and they got fucking demolished. Well, so well, we're we're glad to have you here tonight. Did yeah. people compliment you on your piercing blue eyes? He's got piercing blue eyes. Back then they did, but now I have yeah. brown eyes. But well, I no, I remember it though. Yeah. Well, Anthony's on the couch, although there's no camera for the couch tonight. So if he wants to get on screen, he has to go to that empty chair in the bottom right corner. He's just chilling right now. He just had some something to eat. So he's relaxing. Oh, well, that's the moon. Okay, so <laughs> here's a couple of things I want to get started with. Um, and, and also, I just wanted to let you know the theme for tonight's commercial break, the one commercial break that we... It's not a commercial. The one break that we have tonight. The theme is... Are you ready for this? Gay. Gay. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the theme of tonight's <laughs> break. <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen to this. Thinking, uh, speaking of sharpening up our our knives here, our tools. Here's this from the New York Post. I am sexually attracted to a fence, and love it as a companion. People are just trying now. They're just trying to grab on to the bodybuilder from Kazakhstan's style, and either. Saying they're falling in love with inanimate objects, uh, like like sex dolls, ashtrays. But now a woman wants to spend the rest of her days with a fence. One woman took her romantic life to a new level when she became attracted to a tall and chiseled suitor, a fence. The attraction highlighted a video, highlighted in a video by TikTok user Mistaya, has shocked some viewers. Let's watch it. I did not expect to find a fence like this here at all. He's perfect. I mean, this is the shape that I like so much. These <laughs> angles, fabulous. <laughs> the fence is like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Damn, she's ghost white. I like you ghost white Fences are such skin. dangerous objects for me because they are so perfect in their geometry. Uh, I mean, I have to say, there is a lot of physical stuff going on right now. Oh, yeah, I mean, mean, this is bullshit. And I, I think maybe. that happens no, between human not. relationships as well, but I'm definitely physically attracted to this fence. Um, you're right. She's you're, blushing. You're right. She, she, I don't think that this is fake. Wow. There's a lot of fake shit, and you can tell it. Most of the internet is fake and gay. Hmm. But this, this seems 
authentic. Yeah. And I would like to get to know this fence better. Oh, God. Uh, no, no. She's raping no. it. No, this can't be. This is not consensual. This is no. I, I, I don't know. I think I just called back. I got called back to reality again. I can't. It can't be real. She looks. Uh, she doesn't look like she's acting to me. <laughs> this. It's not consensual. <laughs> Maybe she's white because she's already impaled herself on it. Yes, impaling. Good play on words. Well, that's that's what she's got going on for her right now. Wow. She's in a documentary. Erica is seen straddling a red fence. And let's let's just hope that she uh, let's wish her all the best, shall we? Uh, mm. Did you hear this? I know you did. Do you know who heard it before most people? The uh, the left wing media, which is all, almost all of it. So QAnon popped back up last night. People say, I uh, of course I saw the uh, I saw things get you know passed around. QB posting, and all of a sudden it's uh, all over the place. People are like, is it real? They're, they're, everybody's matching trip codes and doing their detective work right now. Yeah. But before anybody really substantially knew about this, the Daily Beast, every crazy commie rag already had, uh, you know, it's like like, like the Paul Revere's, the Q, Q is back, Q is yeah. back, Pan's back. Like they're back at the, it's like Hook. <laughs> it, it's, it's just incredible. It's like, it's the left wing story. Yeah, it's not going to work. It can't work this time. So what do you think? You think this is a total trap? Well, I don't know. It was it on 8chan? I don't know. That, I don't know. That I don't know. I don't know. There was a rumor a while back that Q was posting through the John McAfee account. And uh, so I was following that for a little bit, thinking that, you know, maybe there could be some information there. But I don't know. Right. I just don't, I think it's, it has to be over. It can't, it can't go on. It's well, a trap. Hey, you know what? There's going to be a lot of debate the next few days, at least in some circles. And the mainstream media is going to tell you all about it, so don't worry. Yeah. This is not a this is not a private little gathering of no. uh, people anymore. <laughs> nope. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just of course. So of course this happened. Yeah. Of course this is coming back. But we'll see. We'll see. I'm sure you've already heard. But here, here's from DNYUZ.com. Here's just an example of what's coming out. Headline, the leader of the QAnon conspiracy theory returns. The leader is back. Oh. Take me to your leader. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll find him. The leader is back. Um, after more than a year of silence, the mysterious figure behind the QAnon conspiracy theory has reappeared. The figure, who is known only as Q, posted for the first time in over a year on Friday on Skun. Or, oh, Akon. I'm sorry. I need, I need glasses. I need glasses. I thought that the 8 was a S. Skun. Skun. Somebody right now go and buy Skun.org. Uh, let's see here. Skun. The anonymous message board where the account last appeared. Shall we play the, the game again? A game again. The game again? A post read on the account's typical cryptic style. The account that... God, they're horrible at writing. How many times? Figure. Account. The account. Figure. Figure. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're just terrible writers. This I is probably AI. I think AI, yeah. This is probably AI. This has to be AI. There's not even an author name anywhere. No. So this is... Got to deal with that shit. Yep. Okay. Just in time. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have this thing here. 
and I was asking everybody, tell me about your past life regressions, if you ever went through one. And I put out this thread a couple of months ago, about five months ago, to be honest. And here it is. Uh, here's just an example of what we got from some of the people in the audience. Zesty Close Economy says, uh, says, I did a past life regression. I don't know if it was real or not, but I was a cook for an army, and I was a really big hairy guy. It freaked me out. But I do have a weird, do I have a weird relationship with cooking? I do have a weird relationship with cooking. And that was from Blonde Sweetness. Could that be? We don't know. Nico says, I was 20 and a family friend was in a massage school. She asked to practice Reiki on me. I had no expectations other than just relaxation. About 15 minutes in, I felt like I'd been pulled out of my body and dropped inside of an empty black box. Suddenly, beneath my feet, I felt and saw rolling green hills erupt beneath me. I was standing on a cliff overlooking the ocean. I knew I was in Scotland. I wasn't afraid or even amazed. It felt very, as a matter of fact, like, oh, it's Scotland. I'm home. Just quickly as that happened, the hills shot back down like a set of a, a, set of a play being rolled back. Um, immediately, another scene came up from the beneath my feet, and I was inside of the house on a second story. I was looking out of the window overlooking a damp stone street. There were stacked dead bodies lining the center of the street. I was there, but for a second. Then I felt like I was slammed back into my body. I never had anything like this happen again. It was 17 years ago, and I still can close my eyes and see it. What could that have been? Ancient, wow. ancient Scotland? There's a lot of fightings going on out there as far as dead bodies. I mean, there's dead bodies everywhere. That sounds crazy. Or could the second one could have been a different life, and he lived through the plague. Well, what about you, Matt? Do you have any... Uh, oh, well, you already did, you. you, you yeah, you. I was in the Civil War. I was in the <laughs> Revolution. I was in Nam. Uh, I was in the Crusades. These are in all my past lives. I've perished in war and battle. Wow. You're like Lieutenant uh, Dan. Yeah. His family. <laughs> no, <laughs> you, I don't know. You're like in the entire Lieutenant... You're like the entire family I don't know. of Lieutenant Dan. I've never done any any like real thing like that. I don't know. My past life, I was probably a fucking beggar or something. A beggar. Deli owner. <laughs> you see, that's what, I, that's what I expect. That's what I expect at least once or twice. Somebody saying, hey, listen, I was a, I was a baker or I was a, uh, a street lamp. Uh, you know, the people that went, went around in, in uh, like the 18th century yeah. dousing the street lamps? Or, or they used to wake people up. You would be a fucking, they would pay you to wake people up. You know that? Before alarm clocks, that yeah. was someone's job. They fucking like knock or fucking throw something at your window. Yeah, they or they curse inside of your window. I'll throw a big fucking brick through someone's <laughs> right. window just every morning. Oh, they're at the door and they all they just say f over and over again. And it's like, what the hell is that? Is this happening during hip hypnosis? Do you have to be hypnotized and have the the past life come out of you? Is that how this goes? Well, there are there are uh, hypnotic past life regressions that are guided. Okay, for sure. But I'm. But there, there has to be. I mean, we always talk about out-of-body experiences, near-death experiences, things like that, where you are, you're walking that line between worlds. There is no doubt in my mind. There's no. I'm sure that there are doubts in somebody's mind, but there's no doubt in my mind that we are capable of dancing between worlds. That we are capable of uh, of at least experiencing or seeing beyond this frequency of light. And being able to interact with it, and uh, I don't know, I don't know how that, ca well, how many variations 
that experience can come in and right. y- you know yeah god knew yeah. god knows i mean the, the mechanics of the universe if we think we know it all how this all works anybody who thinks they know it all is is, is i can't you can't yeah. there's just so many so how does it come into this how many ways can you induce something even without knowing where you are it's in some way bending time and space or becoming a an omniscient observer of the past but i'm wondering does somebody come up to you and say oh you are this person in a past life because they see it as, as part of their experience or are they is this always coming out of the person I, that's what i want to know okay. there's actually i think there's i saw something this one guy he uh thought he was this i don't know he thought he was someone or he went to go see someone then past life regression or whatever the fuck it's called and they figured out he was uh was it like wild bill hickok or something like that uh-huh <laughs> well uh-huh. I, well, I, you know what i just got a uh, text message from abe a couple more minutes of this and we're going we're going to call up uh bill barnes but i got a text message from abe and you know abe is is he's worked uh, in this area a lot self-taught oh, yeah, all that yeah. stuff hypnosis right and he says there's a difference between a past life regression and getting a past life reading from somebody it's apples and oranges um it says past life regressions are usually done with a hypnotist or a guide or whatever you would call them i felt like i was a navigator so i speak uh, well anyway he can jump in to he knows yeah. how to get in through um the discord later on but yeah uh that's i know that's a lot of that was my biggest drawback with past life regression and all that. Everybody's always something important. Yeah. It seems. I mean, and then I'm sure that there are other people who are just like, no, I was a street sweep, I was a chimney sweep, and blah, blah, blah. And maybe that's just them knowing that everybody else yeah. uh, it, it wants they to be, be something important. Yeah. So I'm going to be something mundane. Uh, I, I just don't know how much of that is internally generated. I don't know. Maybe I was a Roman and senator. And how many people can be Joan of Arc? You know, I always hear women saying right. that. So. How many people are, are claiming to be the same person? Right. So, whatever. Yeah, you never hear anyone say, like, yo, I was Fred Sanderson from <laughs> Middleton. <laughs> well, you had that little boy. Were you on there when we read that? The, the boy who believed he was a fighter from pilot? The world, yeah, and he named all the people. Named all the people that he flew with, <clears throat> that he went, and... Uh, and it was very real. That's crazy. Yeah, he, he wasn't talking about him being General MacArthur, and he, even if he was, that'd be pretty impressive for a, a Donald five Trump year old. was General MacArthur, so that's true. You know, no, he Pat, Pat, Patton. Yeah. Oh, Patton. 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 Sorry. Okay. Let's get this thing. Let's get things right. Donald Trump is Patton. <laughs> okay. I mean, he does look a lot like. He him. does. It's incredible. But then you know what? I will get back to some of these stories later on because I want to read the email that I got from Bill Barnes before we bring him on here. In the spring, I received this email. He said, um, Frank, I am the reincarnation of Thomas Andrews, the designer of the Titanic. I went through regression therapy in 1996 and have published a book called Thomas Andrews, A Past Life Memory. My case has been thoroughly researched and I provide verifiable facts to prove my case. I also have the perspective of Thomas Andrews on Titanic's damage and other details, so keep that in mind damage and all that mm-hmm. i want to i want to learn i want to ask him about the ship swap theory and yeah. explosions um for example the binoculars were not locked into a cabinet they were someone from the uh the guarantee group wait wait wait, wait. if they were someone from the guarantee wait wait 
the binoculars were not locked into a cabinet. Uh, they were, in fact, given during way to the Titanic's trials by Bruce Ismay. <coughs> so we have a lot of things here. He's talking about very specific things. Now, I won't be able to fact-check them on the fly. I used to be a very big fan of Titanic history and lore in seventh, sixth, uh, second grade. I had a Titanic club. I read everything I could. At one time, I can tell you how many metric tons of oranges they had in, uh, in storage for, for culinary... Wow. Yeah, I, I knew things like that <laughs> at one point. I swear I did. Huh. Um, it was just very, um, very interesting to me. But there's going to be a lot here. But then I do have something else. I went into all of the criticisms okay. on official Titanic history message boards. Or people, these are now adult buffs who are going into the minutia. Okay. I want to ask him about that, too. All right. Well, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, remember, you can send in your super chats or tag us on Discord with some stuff. And we are going to call up Bill Barnes. Here we go. Get that out of the way. Bring this over here. And away we go. Hello, welcome to the show, Bill Barnes. Bill, you hear me? Hello, Bill. Oh, hello. Oh, How are you doing, buddy? Oh, doing well. It's great to have you with us tonight. I'm glad to be here. I hope you're feeling better. I am. I am. I, well, I'm, my, it's my uh, my girls that were feeling a little under the weather, but thankfully, I have a I still have a very big, robust immune response. So I have That's been unscathed. Good. That and the fact I've been praying for you. That's good. That's very good, and thank you for that. A lot of people have been very mm -hmm. uh, generous with their prayers, and it does go a long way. So, um, Bubbo, I'm I'm so happy to have you on, and I'm I'm sorry it took yeah. so long, but I think that this is well, going to be interesting either way. Uh -huh. Well, this gives me a chance because we're talking about Thomas Andrews, but more importantly, I feel that I have scientific proof of reincarnation. Scientific. Okay. Well, we'll get around to that. I, because I, I guess as we talk All about, right. as we talk about Thomas Andrews, it's going to be impossible to ignore the reincarnation aspect of the story. So where do we, where do we get started here? Um, where do you, uh, where did you come with the inspiration to go to this past life regression in 1996? Did you know about Thomas Andrews and the Titanic beforehand? Um, where did this? Did you pair yourself? with this identity in another life? Well, it started when I was a very young boy. Uh, I was four years old, and I liked to use my crayons on the wall. And uh, I once drew a four-funneled ship at four years old and told, her, told my mother that this was my ship, but it died. Oh. And uh, I would... Uh, also make references to members of the family such as an uncle william who ended up being william peary the uh head of harlan and wolf as a child uh i wanted to be called tommy not bill so uh i've had this all my life uh basically though i tried to ignore it because i always thought there was something wrong with me that uh i was somehow mentally unhinged and it got to a point in my 40s when I had developed a, a, a very deep depression. And a psychologist I was seeing actually recommended me to uh, Dr. Frank Baranowski. He's now passed. But uh, she said that she thought that 
some of my anxieties and depression were based on past life. So Frank did a uh, regression on me and all this information came out about Thomas Andrews and I never really heard the name until after the regression. Well, let, let me jump in there. When you say all this stuff came out about Thomas Andrews during the regression, how does it come out? Is it is it being is it being drawn out from the 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 hypnotist, the therapist, or are you being are you channeling somebody? Is it coming out of you? How, how is this making its its uh, arrival? When placed in a uh, hypnotic uh, condition you open up the subconscious and the subconscious in all humans remembers everything whether it's past present or future and this allowed that lifetime to come through me and uh in particular uh, he didn't have to do any prodding or anything else it, it immediately came out he asked uh, where are you and the answer was i'm on a skiff with my wife uh in the in the lock and so um it, it went on from there, and uh, he basically told his story coming through me, and uh, different memories. Most of the memories uh, that I had uh, that, that came through were about the construction of Titanic and the sinking and the frustrations that Andrews went through trying to get the ship built correctly, and I can go into great detail about that. So okay, so, well, 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 let me let me let me uh, jump in there again as well. Um, how many sessions did you get to get the complete story, the complete uh, picture that you have right now that you you speak about and you have spoken about in public for a long time? You published a book. Is this all based on one session, or did you go back for multiple sessions? I had I had three hour sessions, and then later one unrecorded session. Uh, it happened about two years before Frank died. He uh, did a regression on me again. And interestingly enough, everything that I had said in the uh, previous regressions came up. And I remember Frank telling me, if you don't believe this now, I'll kick you in the butt. Okay, so this, this really sold him then. Oh yes, well, I, I was actually the case that he had been looking for all his life as a regression therapist. Hmm. Okay. So, uh, so we had a special bond because of that. But uh, there, a lot of things come up in flashes of uh, visions, and sometimes just in thoughts. Uh, for example, I was talking about this uh, scientific proof. I have one very vivid memory of of Tommy. I call him Tommy, uh, going uh, through the the uh, lower part of the ship with the ship's carpenter after the collision. And Tommy said to himself, she shook herself to death. Rather than scraping against the iceberg, she vibrated apart. Now, I had wondered about that. And uh, during an interview that I gave with uh, Philly at Midnight, I don't know if the program is on anymore, but this was done in 98. And uh, a, a physicist from the John Hopkins University in Philadelphia became very interested in my claim that Titanic had shook to death. So he contacted me and we had a number of very long discussions and put together a computer uh, simulation of Titanic hitting the bird between the third and the fourth 
compartments. And then because of the uh, shaking that occurred, the computer uh, model showed that the uh, areas of the highest stress on the hull exactly matched up where they were plotted by sonar in the 90s. So it wasn't the actual, uh, that the iceberg pierced this nickel-plated uh, hull. It was that it, it vibrated apart after the impact. It was the impact just caused a chain reaction, and it... And it well, it, there, there, there was another vibration going through it, too. When they threw it into uh, full astern, the propellers were cavitating, in other words, going against the established flow of water and that caused a vibration. So what you basically had was you had one harmonic tone going through the uh, uh, through the hull, and then when it whacked very hard against the iceberg, you then had two harmonics converging on themselves, and that's what uh, caused it to shake apart. Now, of course, well, if it had better rivets and things like that, it, it and or a double hull, for that matter, it, it may not have affected it as badly. So why weren't, I mean, it's, okay. Well, I, I just think about how that's a really crappy way to make a boat. If, if you know, you're, you're, it's, you're, you're humming along, and if you, you bounce into something, the whole boat explodes. It, that just sounds yeah. like a crap. Well, yeah, well, this was uh, one of the objections that, that, that Tommy had during the construction see for example the the steel was a standard steel that they would use building ships but because they were under a deadline you see uh jp morgan had funded the two ships they're about 7.5 million dollars a piece for each one so they had they wanted to put uh all the luxuries and everything else into the ships but because they were under a deadline they had to order a substandard uh rivets and uh usually you go with best best as they had uh categorized it but they use best which meant that uh, they were able to pump them out faster from uh from the factory mm -hmm. but they had a lot of slag in them so they they were substandard and this is one thing that uh that tommy strongly objected to but in that case business was business and he even made the remark that uh the White Star was sending out gilded eggshells. It hmm. was a, a good analogy because that's basically what it turned out to be. It, it, it cracked. Well, well, let's talk a little bit about because you said that you, when you were doing these sessions, you had very specific things come to you about the construction. Obviously, what we just talked about right now would constitute mm -hmm. as some construction details, but also the destruction, and we can talk about that because that's the most famous the famous uh, uh, part of the Titanic story. But w what do you remember about the, uh, the actual construction, um, the construction process as the far as... Destruction? No, con construction. Con construction. So we know about the... You went through a... You said that there, there was a... Um, there was a tour or an inspection with the carpenter. But outside of that, what is the most striking thing about the construction aspect that you remember? The, the thing that I remember the most that Tommy was most troubled by was that the original design, which was made by a man named Alexander Carlyle, he's actually the designer of Titanic. Tommy at the time was head of the design department. 
and Alexander Carlyle had uh, designed the ship with a double hull in the box section or the center section, and he had uh, bulkheads going up high into the ship. And this was shot down because they wanted more space to be used for for cabins and, and various other quarters aboard ship. So during during this time, she was basically, uh, as far as Tommy was concerned, slapped together. And uh, he had great reservations. And I believe that he even had a, a premonition that either the Olympic or the Titanic who were built in the same manner would uh, succumb to some sort of tragedy. And of course there were accidents with the uh, Olympic uh, one of one of the uh, contributing factors to Titanic's uh, and Olympics accidents uh, had to do with the fact that uh, the captain had never uh, piloted or, or commanded such a large ship, and they were very slow to maneuver. They were very hard to maneuver. One because the uh, the rudder the rudder was too small which was also a bone of contention that Tommy had. Well, let me ask you about this then. Um, first of all, and, I'll, and then I'll ask you about all the uh, the conspiracy theories that many of us have entertained for very, very many years, which I'm sure that you would have a fun time talking about. But you have, whenever you return, and, and remember, Matt and Anthony and Sherry, if you guys have any questions at any time, just jump in. Okay. Um, otherwise, yeah. I'll just go on autopilot here. But um, when you, when you talk about this you refer to Tommy in the third person and I think it's interesting and it makes it makes me beg the question how do you know for sure that you are Thomas Andrews and if you are why don't you refer, why don't you just speak in the first person and have you ever considered that maybe you were a, a, a channeling a ghost or you were receiving something real some messages but how, how do you know it was you well I think I think your comment has has validity that uh, there's channeling However, in order for me to handle it, I have put him in the third person rather than speaking of him in first person. It, uh, it, it makes it easier for me to, to, to handle it because uh, one of the things that you know a lot of people don't realize is that when you have uh, as clear of a past life regression as I did, you're in his head. You, you share all of the thoughts and fears and, and regrets, and he had a lot of them as that ship was going down. And uh, the last two hours of his life were pure hell, not just because the ship was sinking under his feet, but because he had regrets that, for example, uh, he spent much time aboard the ships while they were being fitted out, even though in the same city, Belfast, he had a wife and child waiting for him. And he spent all his time on the ships. And finally, as Titanic was going down and everything's breaking up, it finally dawned on him, what the hell have I been doing all my life? All of this is for naught. And I, and I kept myself away from my wife and my family. You know, he was, he was praised for being a, a good example of the Protestant work ethic, but that also meant that you know he was away from his family and he had deep regrets and and uh, uh, guilt about that. And uh, for people who think that it that I'm you know trying to find some glory in saying I was this person, you don't want to go through what he did 
and I live with that every day of my life. Well, let's tell you. So in order, so in order for me to deal with it, I refer to him in the third person. Understood. Is there other information about him out there, like a biography or something? That and have you read it? And is it accurate? Do you believe? Uh, I read one called the Shipbuilder. It was uh, published about a year after his death, and it was very romanticized. I mean, this was a this was just a regular guy. Now he had come up very hard through through the uh, through the business. He started as a laborer. Uh, he did a premium apprenticeship, but uh, I found that book to be a, a little bit saccharine uh, because it, it it was also all, almost making him to be somebody to be revered, and uh, that isn't the case. This was this was a normal man, and he had his faults. And uh, did he get a lot of acclaim? His, his fears. Excuse me. Did he get credit for what he did, or was the um, was his boss the one that got all the credit? The well, he worked. For? I'm going to say that he got all the blame because yeah. it was it was convenient to blame him. The uh, one of the one of the inquests that was done on that uh, blamed him for faulty uh, faulty construction. Uh, let me ask you this: um, when it comes to the, the destruction, you said you don't want anybody to. Um... Uh, you don't want you don't, you wouldn't want anybody to live through what Tommy or you lived through in 1912. Well, I uh, I I hope you don't mind me poking at a very painful memory, but I do want to oh, know a little bit more about that 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 evening. What was the what was his last thoughts? What were the last things he was seeing? Um, just, just anything about the scene as the as the ship makes its descent below that water line for the last time. Well, I'll start. I'll start from the beginning where he was. He had had a very stressful day, so he decided to take a bath. And while he was in the bath, he had a uh, glass of water that he had put on on a side table next to the bath. And he noticed that the water in the bathtub was 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 making a a funny type of vibration, and he thought. Well, they're cavitating the propellers. Why? And then all of a sudden there was a bump and the uh, glass slid off the table. So he said, you know, he said to himself, my God, what's going on here? So he quickly got dressed and ran to ran as fast as he could. He gathered up some uh, blueprints and things like that and went to the bridge. And there he found Ismay and Captain Smith uh, and Captain Smith said, we, we've struck an iceberg. And uh, they told him the maneuver that they had made, which was to put it in reverse and uh, try to go hard over to port. And uh, Tommy right away said, you should have hit it head on. You should have hit, hit the thing head on. So then he went down, the ship's carpenter came up and said that there was a lot of damage and Tommy went back down with him to assess it. And while he was assessing it, of course, he came up with this thing that she had rattled to death. So he then goes up back to the bridge and uh, Ismay is still there saying, well, can't we, can't we uh, get underway? And Tommy said, no, she's sinking. And he said, how can she sink? And, and uh, Tommy lost it. 
Well, but see, here's the thing, I, and I would love to listen. That's why I'm saying where, what did you remember uh, or what, what did you receive about those last moments? Because this stuff, for anybody listening, uh, uh, and you know when somebody comes forward like yourself and, and says, I want to present you with a really fantastic story, uh, mm-hmm. th- you're going to get a lot of skepticism. And you're going Absolutely. to get a lot of people. So right now, everything you described, I saw acted out in 1997 on the big screen, uh, on on in that Titanic movie by James Cameron. So that doesn't. You didn't let me finish. Well, I, that, that's why I'm trying to get to the parts that weren't on screen. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, the part that wasn't on screen was the fact that uh, Is Ismay got into his face. And said, "All this time we've been building a ship. You've been you've been telling me I'm wrong. Now I want you to tell me why is the ship sinking?" And Tommy had it. He hit him. He slapped. He slapped him and knocked him across the room. And he said, "All this time I've been trying to tell you how to build the ship, but you wouldn't listen to me. And now it's going down. And she's going to break right here at the uh, uh, at at the engine compartment. She's going to break." And Ismay said. Well, how do you know that? He says, because I know ships. I know how they live and I know how they die. So he he was he was very angry at at Ismay hmm. and even more angry later on when he found out that Ismay had uh, left on a lifeboat. That's so, okay. But but uh, after after seeing the damage that had been done to the ship and knowing that she would go down, uh, they had asked him if it would make it easier if they opened up all the bulkheads and allowed Titanic to settle. And uh, he said no, because she'd capsize. Now, as a side note, somebody had actually done a test with a uh, model of Titanic and uh, sank it with the, uh, the, the uh, compartments opened and the ship capsized. And when they sank it with the... Uh, compartments closed she went down as as she did so that was one consideration that they that they wanted to take and tommy nixed that now what are the conspiracies um uh, what about the, the 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 theories about the 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 switches the the ship switch between the titanic and the olympic there's a, a theory or at least reports and rumors that there was a uh there was fires and and uh, and threat of in- explosions in the engine room or by it, where they they're throwing the coal into the the stacks there um i i heard i've read testimony over the years from irish ship workers who were really really hard pressed for work that refused the Titanic job because they thought that it was a cursed job from the beginning. Uh, what what was yes. real? Was this a, was okay? It... Well, let, let let me let me cover a couple of those for you. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the first thing that you had asked me? The ship, remember? the the Olympic and the Titanic. Oh, the, being the Olympic. Switched. Okay, well, the Olympic uh, looked different from the Titanic. Her promenade deck was open to the sea, and the reason why a Titanic had that closed off was because people on the Olympic were complaining that the sea spray was was coming in on the promenade deck. So the promenade deck was closed in. And if you look at pictures of the Titanic wreck, you will see the the enclosure of the promenade deck. Plus also the uh, caps on the uh, propellers were found and they were initialized with 401, which was Titanic's hull number. So that whole idea about it being really the Olympic and not the Titanic is it's completely false and it has no basis in fact. Okay. 
Okay. Um, and, and then as as far as the, the idea that there was an explosion and that uh, it, it was an outward explosion and not a an iceberg, that there was some sort of malfeasance there that actually exploded. Well, well, what contributed, there was a fire in the forward coal bunker. How that started, uh, one, one of the things that Tommy hypothesized was that there was a an oil canvas, an oiled canvas that uh, somehow or another had caught fire that wasn't taken out of the coal bunker. Now, what they did was they uh, filled the coal bunker with uh, with water, um, and of course that added extra weight in the forward area after she had hit the berg. So that kind of did her in there. But the idea was that they want, they were afraid that there would be a coal explosion if they opened up the bunker again. But there was no explosion that occurred. But it, it, there was a fire going in in the ship. Have and, you ever uh, have you ever met a person uh, who has all who was also on the ship with you in 1912? Like, have you ever been able to talk with a another uh, another person that was on the, sh- the ship with you? Yes, yes, I have, and so and it's interesting sometimes that uh, we get to talking, and it's like uh, it's like a class reunion or something like that. That uh, you, you start sharing ideas, and uh, and they match up. Are there a, lo- are there a lot of them? A, a lot of people. Excuse me. Are there a lot of people that claim to have the same experience as you, or be, being different people on the ship? Yes, I have a group on Facebook called Titanic Memories. And there are a lot of people who get on there who uh, feel that uh, the the group is a last resort, and a lot of them talk about being passengers aboard the ship and either getting off or dying and having those memories. And uh, a lot a lot of them uh, have the same fear of of deep water or of boarding a ship. They they seem to carry that fear with them. Huh. Well, when when you when you talk about these groups, I I want to bring this up because obviously the the details and the history, I would never be able to really know um, what was going on, what wasn't, and I wanted to go and talk to see some official or not official, but some very popular <clears throat> Titanic history message boards out there. And you come up uh, from time to time. You have a lot of detractors, as you know. Um, yes. Yes. But and and, and to be able to pick out even individual uh, criticisms or anything that they had would, would actually be a fool's errand at this point, but I'll tell you what they usually all come around to. Uh, you saying you were places that would have been impossible, uh, you saying that people that you were talking to, like Mr. Ismay or the Strausses were on decks that, they, that their cabins mm-hmm. did not belong in, these little details that really, for anybody that pays close attention to Titanic history, they, uh, it starts making them really... Um, you know, go beyond doubt and just uh, and just disbelieve mm-hmm. everything. What do you say to what's the uh, what do you say to the the minutia, like all the little details that that may not line up to what is historical fact? Are there is that just a what is that? Well, history is in this case, this history was written by the survivors, so nobody can really know where Thomas Andrews was at any given point aboard that ship or anywhere else for that matter. 
So I, I dismissed that right out of hand. So, um, but there are a lot of things that people don't realize that happened that Tommy saw. One example is that whole story about the, uh, the binoculars. You know, somebody didn't have a key and so therefore they didn't get the binoculars and therefore they didn't see the bird. It's, it's completely false. First of all, you had a guarantee group aboard the ship as it was going across. They were literally uh, fitting out compartments and quarters that were not finished during construction. This is how impatient Ismay was to get the ship out. She wasn't even complete, but he wanted that, he wanted that voyage. So um, Tommy's first job was as a joiner and then as a cabinet maker. So if that cabinet had been locked. Okay. They would have been able to get into it. Yeah, I, I, I get what you, I get what you, I get what you're saying. But that's, that this is that stuff that most people. I mean, you could be saying all this, and it could be true. It can't. It, it may not. But it doesn't really speak to the point of how do you, how do we bridge you to Thomas Andrews? Because all to, to say, well, hey, well, I, I'm Thomas Andrews reincarnated, and here's why. Uh, there was a cabinet and the binoculars and, and, and these things strung together. All those stories, you can provide 50 of those stories, and there's no way to cross-check them. There's, there's, and, and, and it doesn't really have anything to do with the, the supernatural aspect behind reincarnation. So it, it becomes a little bit muddled there, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to get to real, um, real substance to see you know, how, it all, how it all fits together. Well... Every life is subjective. Mm -hmm. what, what you go through in your life, nobody is, is really aware of it. your wife, your child, perhaps. But from a personal level and from a personal experience, it's all subjective. And so therefore, it's going to be difficult for somebody else to, to believe what I'm saying. And I realize that. And, you know, I've had people try and hit me up with, all sorts of different trivia. What was the fourth funnel really used for, for example? And uh, that somehow is going to prove to them that I was Thomas Andrews. You know, I, I don't do that. And uh, I know myself. And that's and when, when you're doing a regression or a past life, it's, it's a purely personal thing. This is why uh, I've said that rather than looking at a past life as Thomas Andrews, quote unquote, I have scientific proof of reincarnation memories. And I would recommend that your listeners go to titanicbuilder.com. That's titanicbuilder.com. That's my website. And there's a page called The Death of the Titan. And it goes into great detail about the vibration in the ship, I have graphs and drawings there as well as an explanation. Okay. This, is, this is where I'm coming from because the rest of it is just the rest of it. Well, here's why I bring it up, Bill, and I, and I don't mean to be competitive, combative at all. No, no, uh, not at all. What, I'm, what I would be looking for as a listener, uh, what I'm listening, looking for as a host and actually as a listener as well right now, to even start opening up my mind to think, wow, what if? 
is, for example, we were talking about this very, uh, this very well-known story that we covered for the first time around 2014, 15, 16, I don't know, this little tiny boy, he was about five years old or so, and he, he really started freaking people out, especially his parents, about remembrances of being a fighter pilot in World War II. Now, it yes, was, I've heard of the case. Yeah, and, and, and it went far beyond him saying, you know, I, I, I flew in planes and I have uh, my, my real name is something that it's, it's not today on my birth certificate. It went into detail of he was able to say where he was flying, what missions he did, and the people that he was flying with. Even even some people that he had lost, um, that that right there is something that makes a person pause and go, "What is that about?" And I'm just yes. looking. I'm just looking for a. Mo- I'm looking for a, um, a a a gift, a packaged gift like that from you to be able to to be able to really ex- um, you know open up the the realm of possibilities here. I just haven't had that yet. That's understandable. Well, in every case is going to be different. Your memories are going to be uh, in different yeah. places. If this young man had this, now one of the reasons why his uh, his memories were so succinct was because he was young. He didn't have that wall put up in him yet that okay. had him uh, uh, saying, in, in one way or another, saying, no, this isn't true. He he believed it. He, he he said it. It was true. As you get older, you don't you that that wall grows, and it's and it's very hard to uh, to discern it. Now uh, there's nothing, and I will admit there's nothing that I can tell you that is going to make you believe that I had a past life as Thomas Andrews. Oh oh no no that's what I'm saying. There would be things you could tell me that would make me at least say, "Wow, what if." Um, well, what would you like to know? What scientific evidence? Well, is. well, well, well. I was, it's more so. It's more so. I, really verifiable. Uh, like I said, I said before, that example of the small boy. It's one thing for a small boy to say, "Hey, I used to be a fire pilot." Oh, that's nice, Tommy. And then, and just uh, away we go. But it's another thing mm-hmm. to be able to list the names of the people that that were on that plane with you, and to be able to have that fact checked. Uh, against military records and actually have it be so. That's, that's okay. Well, I can give you one example. Great. Uh, William Peary, who was the chairman of Harlan and Wolf, was Tommy's nephew. Was was Tommy's uncle, rather. I'm sorry. Tommy was his nephew. And uh, when I was a, a little child, uh, I'd be displeased with my mother, and I'd ask her to write my uncle William straight away because I want to go back to Belfast little things like that would come up and and of course they were in belfast where the ship was built uh but again that's anecdotal that's cool and all, i like and that all of it is anecdotal yeah. no 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 that was hey I, I you can chalk that one up as a point right there uh for sure and i'm not uh, we on this show we always talk about the 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 idea and the the experience of people who have gone outside of themselves and slipped into something a little bit more extraordinary and whether we're talking about out-of-body experiences or near-death experiences mystic visions of any kind um, you know when it comes to channeling and and the, the the spirit world that's why I the first thing I asked you is about what well that was triggered by when you were talking how you 
um, exclusively talk about Thomas Andrews in the third person when it's supposed to be you in reality. Um, that's why I, I just wonder, obviously you, you were channeling something. How do you know, how do you know it was you? That's just, it, it comes down to my original. Not that you didn't actually have an authentic experience. I, I would, I could totally believe that. Um, but, um, I, I, I know it's true because I know, because I've gone through the experience. Mm. Uh, there's no other way that I can, that, that I can quantify it for you. Are there other it's parts of that, his life that stand out to you um, not related to the Titanic? Uh, no, I've been told, uh, I was told once by a psychic that I had been a kamikaze pilot in World War II. Damn. Maybe that's why I don't like to fly. But, <laughs> Jeez. But, uh, but, but, but I've never had any other experience except the regression with Thomas Andrews that seemed to be the thing that uh, has taken me on this journey that I've been on well if it's traumatic and, that's uh, probably why it's well left yes mark. yes but um, no it, it was it, it's been a, a very uh, very interesting uh, voyage uh, if you want to call it that uh, one of the things that helped me out a lot as far as being able to put this into a third person was working with other uh, regression therapists. I myself am a certified regression therapist. I, I took this up after uh, my experience because I thought that I could could help others. Can you can you uh, regress yourself? Have you ever tried to go uh, back more than three no, times? No, I can't do that. Well, let me then. No, I can't. See, this is, and here's another thing I wanted to ask you. Since now you you just revealed that you do this work uh, yourself, and and this could be uh, a, a note that we end on tonight, and hopefully we can have you back one day to go a little bit further. But it's Saturday nights are usually shorter shows. But here's what I wanted to end on: What can you tell me from all of this work on yourself, the work that you now conduct for other people? What can you tell me about that? Anything about the nature of time or timelines? Uh, people always debate about whether it's linear, non-linear, just uh, or 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 what. There has to be something, something related to time and either time travel or time obser observation that has to do with what you experienced because you observed the past. Uh, at the very least, you observed the past. So, what can you, what can you surmise the nature of time is? I, I don't look at it as time, but as a universal consciousness in which past, present, and future exist at the same time. And in regression therapy, for example, you open up one's subconscious in order to tap into that, uh, that phenomena. So, um, so it's I all guess, relative. It's all relative then. Yes, it's all relative. And as I said, in my case, my situation is is purely subjective. And uh, it doesn't really matter to me in many ways that people believe or don't believe me. It's that I went through this. It has made me a better person. And I am more conscious of the world around me and, around, and about the world that is above me. 
if you want to put it that way. Absolutely. I can, I can, I can see that. And you know what? From the beginning, uh, uh, Bill, you've been very kind to me and uh, very enthusiastic about, about this, uh, this work you do and the story you want to bring to the world. And um, can people find all of this on williamcbarnes.com? I put that in the description of the episode tonight. No, it's actually titanicbuilder.com. Oh, titanicbuilder.com. Okay, well, I hope yes. that a lot of people go there and, and send you messages and, and ask questions and, and, uh, and maybe compare stories because there is quite a few people in this, uh, in this audience who have had their own past life regressions. I've had uh, a few dozen of them submitted to me just over the last couple of months alone. So mm -hmm. I hopefully you get a few hits, and I'd love to have you back again, Bill. Thank you for everything tonight. Yeah. Thank Any you so much. I appreciate the time. Well, any, anything else you want to plug before you go, aside from TitanicBuilder.com? Uh, yes. Uh, I have a book out called Thomas Andrews, A Past Life Memory, and it goes into some detail about Tommy's life and about the construction of Titanic, and it uh, shows some parallels in my life now and uh, some permutations, for that matter, uh, that... Uh, go uh in, in in conjunction with thomas andrews for just one a permutation for example is that uh thomas andrews uh was forced to suffer fools uh people wanting things and he would make sure he got it in writing but many of the things that they wanted were just ridiculous and i do not suffer fools very well in this lifetime so wow. there's a permutation yeah well hey i think we all know that yeah. we all know that we, we've all been linked up with that kind of a thing the last couple of years alone mm -hmm. but i uh, yeah. i really appreciate again bill with your forthright and your honesty and uh and thank you for being for for being here with us tonight god bless you thank our, you thank you and thank you for your prayers again i'm feeling very sprightly <laughs> good okay take care bye-bye bye-bye so Let's go, uh, well, I, you know, before we go on a break, because it's 10.59 and we still have at least a, maybe a half hour or so to go, I want to take some, some uh, thoughts from the, the audience and whatever, but still to the people in the room. All right, go ahead. Let me have it. I mean, Sherry, she was jumping in there. Matt, I saw you, uh, I saw you reacting. He had scientific evidence. I don't think he knows what scientific Evidence the, and with the scientific evidence he he's, he said he was providing was um, was in the breakdown of what the vibration that whole vibrational situation was that That's made not it break a, apart. Uh, evidence of past life. That's that, just evidence of what might have happened. I tell you to the boat. I I feel for him. I, I feel for him because it's his story. I don't think he's lying about it. Right. And, so, and that doesn't and it doesn't have to, you know. Yeah. It, I mean, I and I just looked at his website. It's uh, he said everything everything he said here is totally consistent with his story. Um but he can't he can't prove he can't give you that spark. Yes. Because none of us know what it is. Exactly. None of us know what it would be, so that's a very frustrating place for him to be. I, I can imagine. But that's and that's the whole I, point. When when he seems he, like a nice guy. When he said uh, that there is there is uh, evidence, one hundred percent proof that reincarnation, that he can prove reincarnation is real, and it is part of the the mechanics of this whole thing that we call reality. Um, 
once again, uh, what, what is that? Because his he stated very many times that this was that things were anecdotal and that this is uh, reality is subjective. So then, if you're going to prove something like reincarnation is real, you have to get out of the subjective and you have to get very objective. And I was just looking looking for that. For example, and, and the, the the best thing I can try to articulate what I wanted from him. Yeah. Not, you know, because I, I I just I wanted to be. I wanted to throw myself into it. What I wanted from him was that kind of, that kind of very detailed, eerily detailed story, like the little boy and the fighter, the fighter jet yeah. from, or the the fighter plane from the uh, from World War Two, because you you can't just say, well, um, well, I was in this room at this night. And I had binoculars here and no binoculars there. I met with this person. I had dinner here. But if there's no log of it anywhere, if there's not, there's actually yeah. nowhere, you can say whatever you'd like. Right. And anything could have happened. On the, you know, there could have been. But that's a lot of theorizing he's doing while his boat is, is sinking. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, listen, I can say right now that, uh, you know, in, uh, in, in some cabin on the third deck or something of the Titanic, two clowns were fucking. <laughs> And 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 it, yeah. uh, c c prove me wrong. Right, you can't you can't. <laughs> that's I'm just. Mm. And also, circus. this is a guy who's been written about, depicted in a movie, and the and the only one thing that hit me as uh, cinematic was that he grabbed plans when he said, you know, the captain woke him up or somebody woke him up, and he went and he to grab blueprints. And I'm like, that's a movie. That that is like a movie move. I don't think a guy would grab the blueprints. That's what he did in the movie. Oh, did he? he I, does I, I don't it. He does, Yeah, he oh, does okay. it in the movie. They, 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 sp they sprawl the plans remember. out. Yeah, he, no, he comes in with all the plans, Thomas Andrews. They sprawl it out, and that's where he, he gives the... And maybe the, he would do that, but I, that, that seemed like a very cinematic move. I know, me, so. I know. I know. Well, it, listen, uh, I, had, I had a great time. I, I, like, I, I like listening to nice this guy. Stuff. I know, Matt... Matt was having a good time too. <laughs> I think Matt is is the, the the really the closest thing to the embodiment of the audience sitting here in the room with us <laughs> in physical form. So, uh, but he, well, maybe he <laughs> could be. <laughs> All right, we're gonna be right back. I'm gonna leave you in the arms of a uh, a fun little something gay. It's something gay. So something new, something old. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere the hell's going on here oh here you go america is a nation that can be defined in a single word i was gonna put him uh, foot, foot. by the end of vietnam that really tease me you live your life between your legs man I deck my ass. I deck my ass. I deck my ass. I deck my ass. We nailed that son of a bitch. They must be close. I'm getting a hard on. If they have carnal knowledge of a lady this time, I'd like to bust your butt, but I can't. He's going vertical, so much. No, Maverick! This tells me you're in love with one of your instructors. How you doing? Right. 
Well, the list is long, but distinguished. Well, so is my Johnson. Say, do you need any help? With what? Figured it out yet? No, I think I can figure that one out on my own. I heard that about you. You like to work alone. Watch me beat Peter McNeely and Comcast Cablevision. Comcast Cablevision. Hi, I'm Mike Tyson. Watch me fight Peter McNeely on Cock Cable. Cock Hi, I'm Mike Tyson. Watch me beat Peter McNeely on Salmon's Cablevision. No, Salmon's Communication. That didn't mean he was part of it. That didn't mean he was part of it. Because Tyson wasn't part of the gay segment either. But he was saying... Yeah, yeah he was saying yeah, things. things. But Top Gay was supposed to be... <laughs> <laughs> well, I came across that. I don't even know what I was looking for. Obviously, Top Gun stuff. But then I saw Top Gay pop up in the in the suggestions. I said, what the hell is this? It's almost this? like Peak Gay. Yeah. Top almost. 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 Matt still has to go see Top Gun. I haven't seen it. Uh, you're gonna love it. I just saw the um, multiverse, uh, you know, multiverse of madness. Uh huh. That was good. Yeah. I liked it. Were we listening to that tonight, or who, or who was talking about that tonight at the Minds thing? Nick. The multiverse of madness. About the pin. The transgender pin. Was it? I don't know. No. We, oh, we we, we went to the Minds uh, Festival of Ideas yeah. tonight. And we went to the meet and greet beforehand. It was really cool. We we met James O'Keefe. Oh, okay. Well, we got to shake his hands, nice. exchange a few I words. I talked to him a little bit. I told him, I was like, hey, yeah, I do the animal control on the Marinick. Matt got to take a picture with Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah, she touched me inappropriately. 
<laughs> yeah, she did. Uh, then there was, uh, oh, well, we I met Ryan Long, Who's and that? that comedian Ryan Long. Anyway, I, I know him. And we met um, Paul Blair. Uh, uh, Blair. Blair. White. B- under what's her name? Blair White. Blair, Blair White. White. Blair White. <laughs> yeah, well, Blair. I, didn't, I didn't. Paul Blair. I didn't meet. I didn't yeah. meet Blair. <laughs> well, she. You know, I know. <laughs> B- Blair was in the room, uh, in several rooms we were in. You're like, oh, there's Blair White. This was but, at Madison Square Garden. No, Beacon Theater. Oh, I don't know which why is I thought honestly that. much more beautiful than Madison Square Garden. Mm. It's gorgeous in there. Is it like two tiered? Like uh, three. There, oh, there's okay. a, there's a uh, there's the floor, the orchestra seating, and then you have the the loge and then the balcony and it is just go- everything's adorned in gold mm. it was built in i think the late 20s so it's just it's got that vaudeville kind of feel nice um it's beautiful in there it really is it's my first that was my first time in new york city since november of 2019 oh wow yeah hmm. not so bad no there, well actually well, it was a pretty bad day to go though huh. i was just you know i texted bill altman Yesterday, I said, "Wow, man!" I, I said, "One hell, what a great day to release the row stuff right before your <laughs> your gathering of mostly conservative minds in the middle of New York right. City." But it was very calm. Okay. Everything was fine, and the weather was nice. Um, what a day! I got to shake. Well, I shook Jack Posobiec's hand. He was there. That guy. He he's tall. I didn't know that. Jack. Oh. Jack okay. Posobiec is tall. He's got. He's like six three. I think. There's a guy that was on your show, and he was popping champagne. It's a long time ago, and he's somebody like Jack Posobiec. Is there a guy that you used to talk to regularly, like that kind of guy? Popping champagne on air? Yeah, something had happened that was good news. Is way early in the like, Trump presidency, and was it John Ward? When John no, Ward no, drank? No, John Ward. I know who that is. He drank the beer from the, the helmet. Is there Seaman, a guy named Seaman? David Se- Oh, yeah. David Seaman. Oh, shit. Who Whatever happened why to him? Do you, why don't you oh, you're, to, I, yeah, I, I remember. For some reason, I get him confused with people, and I always kind of look back and I remember oh, that. was that guy? Well, the first, well I don't know. He, he's another one that, that took... Uh, there was like a, a change to his approach on the internet. When I first had him on the show, I brought him on the show a couple of times in like 2013 or 14, like real early. Okay. And it was because he was, I found him from his coverage of things like the PRISM system, uh, which was all like gate recognition, NSA data collection stuff, spying stuff. And then I forgot what, like he, he went into crypto and he went into other things and we, we had less and less to talk about at that point. I I like when we, when we spoke, it was mostly on this, but are you sure that that's not him though? He didn't, he didn't drink champagne on the air. He was kind of dorky. I distinctly remember, you know, it was like a, it was a small victory early on, and this guy was like, he called you, or you know, maybe it was like a Skype call, and he was like popping champagne because he was celebrating something Trumpy. Who the? I don't. You you know. You have stumped me. Yeah, you know, I just, uh, I was, was trying to remember what that was. Popping champagne. Who the hell was it? I'll figure it out. Yeah, uh, maybe I'll, you, do you have all of your shows online? Are they all archived? Or I do, I do. I should. I mean, but we're talking, we're talking thousands well, at this point. This would have been 2017, I think. Oh, probably well, the end of 2017. It'd still be hundreds, 
hundreds of hours. Mm. You, you'd have to go through it all to find them. It, yeah, it was I a random know. call. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm just okay. I wish I knew what you're talking about because now I'm interested. Because I've seen there's a couple of guys that kind of look like him. I can see his face. I just, uh, I don't know. Hmm. Not important. Well, hey, <laughs> it'll pop up sometime, I'm sure. Uh, real quick, we have another past life regression over here. This is from Photograph Remote 1316. I had one done a few years back. I was told I was a nun in one of my lifetimes, but the regression was done, and I was an herbal healer in Denmark living in a cottage-type building in a wooded area like a forest. Okay, that's not a, that's not a general or an mm. astronaut. I had lost my children through an illness, and I was heartbroken, and I was dying alone from taking an herb. Oh, well, that sucks. Um, and I remember my stomach was agonizing, not sure if I had purposely poisoned myself because I couldn't bear their loss or if it was by accident. Damn, I got that a lot. There's a couple other places in this thread, too, where people are recalling terrible deaths. Well, it must be... Like I was saying to that guy, it must be, it's the most traumatic thing that happens in your life, I guess. So it's, pro it's what you remember. Yeah, I, well, I, I always had the hope that it doesn't have to be the most traumatic thing. Yeah. Um, but if, of course, if you're Thomas Andrews and you are, you're being dragged down to the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean in your failed creation. I wonder if he set the clock. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just I like remember. that. <laughs> set the clock, just made sure it was just right. And then he gets dragged down in the cold, dark, watery. I mean, that's that's horrible. I mean, at least you'll... Thankfully, you're dead the first minute down. <laughs> oh. Yeah, we should ask them about that. I should ask them. So can you describe... What's it like to die? Would you describe dying on <laughs> the Titanic? I should have asked. I guess, I guess I was trying to get there. I wanted to know about the destruction and his last, his last thoughts. So that was my nice way of saying... His last thought was 2 a.m. Right, right. An hour, two at the most, all of this will be at the bottom of the Atlantic. That's what he said in the movie. Um, you know what I did? I wanted to ask him, did you even consider going on a lifeboat? Because he was mad that the other guy did. Yeah, Ismay did. But how would he have known that if he died? Well, because the historical record is out now. It's easy for him to, to know in no, this No, but how would Tommy know? Tommy knew? He said Tommy knew? Yeah, I thought he said that Tommy was upset when he saw that his this guy got on a lifeboat. Oh, if that's the case, I have no clue. Mm. I should also ask him. It's why pretty chaotic, especially with Jack and Rose jumping all over the place, distracting yeah. everybody. Right. <laughs> yeah, you have you have Rose Dawson running around flashing her tits. I know, and mm. the sex going on. Just you know, the, just everybody in that Ford Model T. And the clowns. And then somewhere on the ship, you had two circus clowns that were going at it. I mean, there was a lot happening that night. No wonder they went down. All right, let's go to the Super Chats on Foxhole. Tom Ford sent over a cookie. Thank you. Smalls, Tennessee says, does he have any ancestors in Ireland? Well, what did he say? He, Scotland, he said, no? He, no, he said he had... No, Scotland was the other story. Oh, okay. Didn't he say that he had Belfast... Um, that's what he was saying when he was a child. Yeah, he had Belfast inclinations when he was in. Uh, he was a child. That's a good story. I like that. Yeah, that uh, stories like that that would yeah. make you wonder. Um, Loaded says, "Thank you, Bill." Yes, thank you, Bill. Yeah. You know, I, I like I said, the the jury is still out. 
I'm going to read his website. I want to. It's, I'm very interested. Smalls, Tennessee says, repressed ancestry memories, maybe. People say there's a lot of information that's stored on this, on this, uh, this DNA hard drive that we have. A lot of stuff that maybe has not been accessed since our more primitive times. Nocturnal, one, says, grew up remembering most recent past life. See, and that's another thing. I would, I do not deny or take away from his theorizing about the whole thing, especially when I asked him about the young boy who recalled this time as a, as a, as a well, that, That's pilot. Luke was talking, too. What? Where the kids don't, they only remember up to a certain time. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, but that's, and, and I, I like that idea, and it makes a lot of sense that something like that could be. Who knows if it is, but, you know, as, as we get older, don't we all put up, we put up tons of walls. I, yeah. So, I believe that. if you were to tell me that as we get older, we we just get em, a little bit more emotionally rigid, that we can't access what we could have once we were with children, I uh, I would I would totally understand that. But then again, uh, well, yeah, that was talking about the little kid. He had to go and get it pulled out of him in 1996 by a hypnotherapist. And what did that guy do? That guy liked the Titanic, you know. I mean. Do you remember what you say when you're under hypnotherapy? We gotta ask Abe that. Well, I I believe in Bill's situation, and I have not gotten these for the show, and I should have. I think that there's tapes, oh, okay. audio tapes, and that is some of the criticism I also read is that when he starts channeling Thomas Andrews, apparently he starts speaking in an accent that uh, people think was would not have been Thomas Andrews' accent. It was a little bit more... I saw some one person say it's a little bit more of a Hollywood Scott accent instead of... Okay. You know, but but who knows? I mean, does, you don't have the same vocal cords as you did in 1912. Right. Perhaps you can't imitate yourself anymore. I mean... Yeah. See? Yeah. So we can, I know. It's, fr- that's fr- it's a frustrating... But yeah, you're right. He didn't have the, uh, you know strike you down but he wasn't i don't know if he claimed to but i even looking at his website he's saying the reason why he's focusing more on just reincarnation and trying to you know prove trying to say he has proof of that rather than having to dispel the whole titanic thing is because he's heard it all he's heard it all he understands that it sounds like it sounds and he doesn't have anything that's striking people and he's sticking to it yeah um, Stowe Stoop sends over a ship. Stowe Stoop, again, happy birthday to you and thank you for everything. And Loaded again says, good Saturday night stream, my friends. I had a lot of fun this Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah. We have some. We have something over here on Rockfin. Chuck Sellers says, wholly supportive. Uh, is it true Titanic had a low-grade fire in the engine room when she put out to sea? Chuck, I'm glad that we were on the same page because I asked that. That he, he said that there was something about that. Um, there was something like that going on. Now, the whole idea... I never heard the idea that the Titanic just ex- exploded from some kind of vibrational disruption. That sounds ridiculous. Now I know I know the but sign. it hit the iceberg. Right, it hit the iceberg. That was enough to make these cheap. It, it create yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, <laughs> I, we know from Tesla's know. Tesla's it's... seismic, Tesla's seismic machine, the the the, the seismic weapon. Mm-hmm. That was all about vibration. That certain so, noises and tones. He said something about 
sound, didn't he? Yeah, mm. it, it was it was a um, um, a seismic weapon that could take an entire building down to the ground by slowly raising the vibration until everything just okay you know so i it, well it didn't the way he's describing if it vibrated it, it would have just completely broke apart not snapped in half it would have just just fucking fell apart pieces would it would have broke it wouldn't have went all the way up in the air with weakened rivets and stay there for however long it did and then fucking go straight down or whatever the fuck it did it would have fell apart right there do we know that's what happened, or is that the movie? Well, that's uh, what the you're saying, the Tesla thing. That's He held the thing in his hand. He put his hand on a building, and then after time, it would, like people didn't see anything. Then like that, it was like... Doom, 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 doom. So if that was the case, the thing, if the vibrations were that big, it would have completely fell apart. It would have like well, collapsed. And is like, he under the boat when this is happening? He's down in the engine room? No, no, no. He, sa he said he, he went down to... To estimate just how bad the damage was, oh. I I don't know. But they were locking the third class passengers down there. I e saw it myself. <laughs> e e I know. In 1997, we got the videotape. <laughs> and, and to Matt's point as well, I don't know. I don't know if it would if it would have meant 100% destruction. Um, but it, it did. It did in fact mean destruction after all. So who knows? I I mean maybe it was just enough of a of a vibrational something that uh, made a buster I don't think it was vibrations and if you believe that then you believe that jet fuel brought down the three buildings on 9-11 well, well you put it that way what am I supposed to do argue <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> what do you want me to do with that one Look, when I know I'm right about something I know I'm right now let's see here. Uh, Chuck Sellers also says, "I am now concerned about the high level of regard I have for my recliner and my fence." Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, let's see here. Uh, Gladiating says, "Quite frankly, going where those dare." Yes, we do. We do dare. We do dare. Thank you for that, ladies and gentlemen. Now let me go over to the super chats, and then we'll go into. I see. Uh, some some action on Discord. Alright. Let's see. We got it out of the way and on Rumble all's well. The foxhole Stosub is now showering us with wonderful fun to, one, fun stuff. Loaded says, valid basic physics questions. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It, it, it's all very valid. That's what we have going on now. Alright. First things first. I'm bringing in Albert Frederick. Albert, what do you think about all this? Yo. Yo. Hey, there he is. How you doing, man? I don't know. I'm I actually well, actually I do know what I'm doing. I'm I'm doing pretty cool. Lisa won't get my gamer tag tattooed on her ass for some reason, so what? I'm been having a debate with her about that. Did she lose a bet? But, huh? Did she lose a bet? No, she didn't lose a bet. I just got I just got my gamer tags made, dude. Okay. What's a gamer <laughs> What's tag? That? What does that mean? I, I have no idea. One of my <laughs> one of my kids came up and they're like, gave me a sticker and they're like, like what is this? And I, it's like it's my gamer tag. I'm like what do I do with it? They're just like you just keep it. So I was like, you know my avatar on on Discord. It's like the little devil. So I got those made up and I'm like I'm starting to call that my gamer tag now. Anyways, I was t listening to this guy and 
You know, Frank, you were talking about that little kid, and I watched that. I don't know if that was in Flipside or if I saw that in a different documentary, and then they had that, like, little Indian chick that remembered, like, all this stuff, too. But the thing is, is, it, I mean, if this dude is bullshitting, well, then that's great. But can you imagine... I was just talking to Shake and Bake about that in the uh, Discord, but imagine, you know, like, if, if that's, like, a real thing and he just can't prove it... I or if you were like yeah. in that in that situation, it's like that would just suck. It would. You know what I'm saying? It would. It, but but the thing is, is there's really no. I mean, like you said, and and uh, somebody else in the chat said, you know, because he was like the shipbuilder guy or something like that, and uh, they were like, yeah, you know, if he could like tell you about the plans or something like that that like nobody knew, and I was like, goal, you know, but yeah, really just. Life, life is a weird thing, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, and and you bring up a wonderful, wonderful point, which is why I, 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 I like having these outside of quirky conversations. And I, I certainly would never bring somebody on the show to tear them apart. But I, I had to, I had to, I was trying to f find. I was trying to help him help me. I was really. No, dude, you weren't. You weren't trying. You were do. You were doing it. You were doing your best. I mean, try is an excuse for failure. You were doing everything when you within your ability. I even when you were chatting, I was like, dude, Frank is like such a great interviewer because you were putting him to the wall, and it's like, you know, like you said, like that other kid could could say this and could say that, and you know, I I appreciated his argument too. He's like, dude, this is all I got. You know, yeah, I'm doing the best I, know. I can. That's but, what it comes down know, to. It's and not too many do. people sacrifice their reputations knowing how crazy they sound. I mean, I, I, I can feel for that for sure, just being, you know, the only one in my family that has certain beliefs. I, I feel like all the time, like, I'm standing my ground because I know it's true. And, you know, well, why, the, well, why would people do that if they didn't have to? And to, and to, Albert's, well, to Albert's point, um, when, when Bill talks about whatever he's, he's been able to extract from those three sessions, it's not like he downloaded a lifetime's worth of continuous memory. What, if it did happen, you're talking about fragments. And, and like Albert said, what if this is all he has? And perhaps yeah. it, it is real, but there is just, it, it's no very hard. It, it's right? very, yeah, it's very hard for the observer. It, 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 it doesn't pass meaningful tests. Yeah. In in its current state. And it may all be all he's able to recover, which just I I understand it's a shit. And somebody else pointed out something too, Frank. It's like uh in, in, at least in the chat when I was when I was scrolling through it is they were like, Well what if this dude what if it actually isn't like his memory, but he's like just channeling a memory too, which could which could be for real. I mean if you if you think back to like uh who's that who's that Oh, that Edgar Casey and stuff like that could mm. could see all kinds of stuff, and yeah, we just we just don't know, and that's that's that that's the most hilarious thing about the entire thing. I mean, you know, we really just have no clue. So I'll leave it at that. Sherry, hey, hey. I didn't say hey to you, and Matt, I haven't said hi to you in a while. So party on, guys! I really appreciate the show, as you know, I do. Love you all. And uh, you guys have a fantastic night. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you, Albert. That was a great call. Bye. Really, really yeah. f well, yeah, very well. I'm not saying I don't believe in past life regression or all that, but this guy said he had scientific evidence. I, dude, you, you, you have hammered 
home some very well. If there's one thing we should know, there's solid points. We don't know what scientific evidence is. Well, yeah, that's that is <laughs> that's, that's a big true. problem. But, <laughs> but there, oh yeah, well these days, yes. But in this context, I think that we could all agree, everybody in this room and yeah. Bill himself, scientific evidence is objective. Even if the evidence maybe can't be repeated, if the results can't be repeated, but you still have you still have factors in the equation. That's evidence. You know, two plus yeah. two equals four. The evidence is, I mean, well, the, the factors are, are un, in, they're not disputed at all. Mm-hmm. That's just all we need, something objective. And, um, and, apparently, and, and unfortunately, it's just a whole bunch of what ifs to, I'm sure there are people out there who are just saying, get the fuck out of here with this whole thing. <laughs> get out of here. I don't ever want to be one of those people, though. I think it's funny, you know, comparing it to the movie, but... I don't want to be that person that does that to anybody. Well, I couldn't help in the I couldn't help in the beginning to, to, no, to I, say, "Hey, listen, you know, everything you just said up until this point, I can picture in my head because I've seen the actors do it." Yeah. <laughs> you know, we need yeah. we need to go into something else uh, to you know to really hammer it home. But anywho, that's all we have for tonight. It's eleven thirty. You guys, thank you for. Hanging out this week. We have a big one next week. I'll see you on Monday with Rich Barris coming in to kick off a uh, another set of downs. But, Sherry, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Congratulations on Tim Pool. I, I know that you're going to get a giant jump in your viewership next week so this is it well that'll just it'll just be nice to be seen and Mm. it'll be a a nice little adventure on the road and an adventure for everybody at home too because i feel like we're just taking this little this little cozy nook of the internet and all of a sudden it's going to be under a microscope for a little while you know and uh all you ogs in the chat room you better be good good shepherds Mm -hmm. good shepherds in the coming the coming days because who knows and either way, it's just a... One day you'll hire me to do your phones. Yeah, well, that'll be wonderful. If I actually have traditional calls, and I have all the, the, the grid over here with little lights, mm. so I know which line is what. Yeah. But it's even better now because all the call, all the studio call programs, they not only they don't pop up as just naked numbers that are bl- or lights that are blinking, they actually come with the name of the person and exactly what they want to comment on so I'd even have the opportunity to stay as relevant as I want yeah. or to veer off topic take a break and go. that would be wonderful I mm. hey I, it's gotta be doable yeah. it's gotta be yeah it has to be Matt thank you thank you Francis good night good night one and all good we night. will see you on Monday I'll catch you on the flip side Quite frankly, is filmed for a live studio audience, and now our super chatters, starting on Pilled, oh, Tom Ford, Smalls, Loaded, uh, Stostu, man, oh, man. Thank you, guys and gals, for all that. I'm releasing the scratching, so you'll have plenty to scratch yourself with tonight. And on Rockfin, thank you to Gladiating and Chuck Sellers for being so generous. Good night, Theta. Good night, YouTube. Good night, Twitch and DLive. Good night, Rockfin. Good night, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Monday.